And you got to make the like your 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 head. It's that party that's it's coming into you, and it, you can feel it like a spirit, right? It, and it's like, and it's body. like, it, it's like it, infection. Jerk. jerk. I, it was know. something. I mean, but that happens. Like I feel Goggins conjured up in my soul. You hear his name, you be like, man, my, whatever I'm doing right now, I hope I'm doing it hard. Because <laughs> you know you're gonna get in trouble <laughs> if you tell. Right? What it is when Goggins calls me, like, man, whatever I'm doing, I hope I'm doing it. <laughs> He literally is going to get, you're going to get in trouble when he finds out if you're not doing it as hard as you can, right? Because I I got a feeling like when you talk to him, he gets on there and he's like, hey, Marcus, man, are you pushing it? You pushing it real hard? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you look at my past. You'd think I'd have no break, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the man, right? Not, (laughs) not, uh, yeah. No matter what it is, what do you, first thing in the morning, in bed. Marcus, you up? Of course I'm up, man. I've been up. I ain't been to bed. I don't go to sleep. I just lay down. You know, like I'll send him text messages every t- every now and again. Like, yeah, I've been up for five days. I just took a breath, you know, stuff like that. And, he, and he'll, he'll come back. and He's like, Roger that. Yeah, you know, I mean, just, whatever he was doing, I'm sure it was just unbelievable. So you got to make you, you got to get just unbelievable. Well, now now that you know the cat's out bag, Marcus and I are super fired up to welcome you to the Team Never Quit podcast. And this is the David Goggins pot. Power hour. (laughs) I don't know if it's a power hour because we got to get Nick on for the power hour. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll bring them on together. That's right. Yeah. yeah. This is David Goggins interview part two. Now, listen, this has got to be, this was our, has been and by far our biggest show, right, Marcus? I mean, we've been getting hammered constantly since we released it this summer. He inspires, man. When's he coming back? When's he coming back? When is he going to come back? And wh- how much deeper could David actually yeah, we go? We had to keep putting, it, put, putting off the interview because he, you know, he was running around the globe probably. <laughs> and he was just about to make his way back over here or within com shot. <laughs> he literally ran around the globe since then and now <sighs> is now back. Uh, and he's going to be coming on in just a little bit. Now, listen, if this is your... First time listening to TNQ podcast, we welcome you. And you better be bringing the pain today because our guest is going to, he's going to rip it right out of your soul, right? 
Well, we're here, and what our mission is now for Marcus and I, and our mission is life, is to help you learn how to overcome adversity, face the obstacles in life head on, how to take on the combat of life and defeat that negative insurgency so you too can learn how to use the never quit mindset that both of us have learned in so many different ways and all the people that are coming on are readily here to share it with you. So that's why we do what we do. If you want to well know- Well said, well said. Well, thank you, thank you. Was it, was it eloquent when that- <laughs> No, but it was well said. <laughs> all right, I appreciate that. That's, that's, that's something- so if you want to know more, go visit the website, tnqpodcast.com. Check out why we do it. Check out the merchandise. Check out the Speakers Bureau. Check out all that stuff. And if you're super fired up, go ahead and share a story from your past, the greatest never quit you have, or someone you know and love about. Share it. And if we think it's awesome, what are we going to do, Marcus? Bring them on the show. We're going to bring you on. If it's super awesome, we're going to bring you on. We're definitely going to try and read as many as we can. We got a good one at the end of the show today. All right, so... Before we jump into this, before we bring on Goggins, <laughs> before, <laughs> I don't even know what that Dude, last that beat down, I, that, that, the masseuse, the masseuse, man, that two hour I told beat you, down. I told you don't go near that, man. Yeah, you saw me when I leaned down to turn, uh, turn on Axe's truck. Bro, you look like you were 105. <laughs> and I almost, you heard me. I was like, I was just about to say it, man. Yeah, that guy's yeah. evil, man. He's sadomasochistic. Mm. Hey man, that hurts. All right, uh, you know what I'm talking about. No, you need it deeper. You need it deeper. All right, if you're listening, I imagine the, uh, this Filipino dude, probably in his 40s, you know, or you know, they are, look young, so he could be like 80, and we don't know. But this dude, his m- deep body massage tissue is the most brutal thing you've ever experienced in my life. I had a fortunate uh, misfortune of getting one a few months ago, and I was in pain for literally a week after. Yeah, it's it's. It's crazy the injuries that you have. What what massage actually works on it? Because I he, he's gotten a hold of me sometimes. I mean, it is a beat down. It but is after, total. Beat afterwards, down. I'm good to go. And then there's some areas where it's those massages like you were talking about. You have to get on your neck, where it literally takes an hour and a half just to loosen just up so, the area, for it to fall apart. Yeah, to get yeah. get in there. So well, I tell you what, man. But, you know, he he. I, I've been I've had amazing healing. In fact, <laughs> the lady I work with, Maggie, is an amazing human being. She heals me. That dude, like, he just wants to put you in pain. So, you know, it would be perfect for him. Goggin. Yeah. <laughs> I like to give a shout out to my massage therapist at Exos, Exos Donna. She's gotten a hold of me. She's she's putting me back together for ten plus years. You're listening. I love you. That's cool, man. That's super cool. All right, all right. Here we go. The wizard has prepared an epic, an epic. That's debatable for us. Gentlemen, welcome to that's debatable. Thirty seconds on the clock. Question number one. Velociraptor versus RoboCop. Go. Dude, I'm going with RoboCop, man. Think so? Oh, hell yeah. RoboCop's ten times better than Velociraptor. He's got metal. What's that, what's that thing going to do? He sink his big old fangs into his metal? Plus, he's got like a cannon. Traffic system with the pistol. Yeah. Before he even gets up. The only thing I can think of, how much of RoboCop, we're talking about the new one or the old one? Oh, man, I only original know the version? old one. Yeah, oh, yeah, version? yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the guy's uh, awesome. Oh, he was, I mean, remember that, that whole, Peter Wellers, Peter Wellers, I got a chance to meet him on the set of uh, Sons of Anarchy, he was directing a uh, uh, episode out there, I was looking like, oh god, dude, that dude, like, I became a huge fan when he was in Buckaroo Banzai back in the day, right, alright, so we're going with, what, Robocop, right, Robocop, right, alright, 
Question number two. Which is a greater waste of time? 24 hours of video games or 24 hours of social media browsing? That's that's easy, dude. Is that? Oh, hell yeah. I'm saying social media browsing. Think it's a bigger waste of time? To play play the game than to play social media. But, but remember, I'm a human condition guy. I'm always fascinated as to what people post, why they're posting it, what they're yeah, liking. 24 hours of video game, yes, probably right. Dude, I've... I've conquer the game, there's the self-achievement and stuff, because I play video games with Hunter. All right. That was one of those ways I, back you in the day... You bonded with him. Yeah, I tried back in the day uh, to... Uh, That's different, though, because you were, you were creating a bond with your... Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, you know. Here's what I look at. When I contracted, man, I'd go over contracting... And the static guys or whoever was, you know, dude, I'd walk in and, and what, what Warlock would be playing Call of Duty for no, no shit, twelve straight hours, yep. bro, or or Wizard of Warcraft or whatever that thing is, dude, twelve hours, man. It's crazy. This, this day and age, there's an addiction to social media where people are on it twenty four hours a day. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. They have all the studies proven for for sure. I just if if I got to choose one, I'm going to do social media because you can study the human oh, you can condition. Switch it up. Yeah, you can study. You can. Okay. You got a bunch to choose from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Question number three: Johnny Cash versus Elvis Presley. Go. Easy, what? man. That's not. I don't. You, how's that easy? Elvis Presley's the king. Johnny Cash. Oh, dude, stop. Uh, Just stop. Dude. Where are you at? Elvis invented rock and roll, bro. I, not, no, he didn't. Oh, heck yeah, he did. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's the king of rock and roll. Brother, Elvis Presley launched his first number one hit in 51. Jerry Lee Lewis. Now, Jerry was after Elvis. Elvis opened the door for everyone. He was the first one to take the influence of gospel southern uh, music with blues and a, and a, and a mishmash of some, some up bet, up tempo rhythms, rhythm, you know, like dance music rhythms, mm-hmm. you know, and that was it. Don't get me wrong, I love Johnny Cash. If you were here right now, I'd throw my arm around him and I'd say Ball and Chain and Ring of Fire could be, you know. I just think that it's tough to, there. it's two different genres of music and they, they were they both. They toured yeah, together though. They both were just as instrumental in paving the way for future artists. In their genre, no, that's not. It's not working. Negative. Yeah. No. Uh, and I, uh, Elvis is the king. That's tough. Uh, Can you abstain from the debate? No, you can't abstain. <laughs> from the, that's what the debate is. You got to debate. Johnny Cash, man. Elvis Presley. Question number four: Dual tomahawks versus broadsword debate. I'm gonna have to go with the broadsword, bud. You got the reach. Because yeah. you start Wait, flailing. What's the size of the person you start, you're fighting? Now, you start yeah. flailing those arms. No way, man. The Vikings ran through everybody with, with, with dual those. tomahawks? Yeah. Come on, not explain dual, it. Not dual tomahawks, but the, the tomahawk, right? The Apache, Comanche. It's a deadly. Our guys still carry it. <laughs> yeah. right, and they don't carry a broadsword. <laughs> Boom, right All there. Right, I, I got a story for you, ready? So, <laughs> Wait, can so we talk we, about it on, on, on the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's, it's just the first half of it. So when we were getting ready to go out on op, we, we got our first. It was like first time we got the uh, the uh, brief from the, the JAG. Yeah. Oh, and they're yeah. Like, and it was our, we're like, this isn't even a year after 9-11. We're in Afghanistan. He goes, yeah. he goes, all right, we need uh, 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 genetic stuff, right? Uh, hair samples, yeah, right, uh, yeah, you know, right. fingerprints, all this. Retinal scan. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were like, 
are you are you being serious right now? And he's like, oh, of course, but I'll help us build a database, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, uh, uh, uh. Anyways, right before the op the next day, dude, my, uh, one of the LPOs, the platoon that we were with, comes out and uh, AP, and he turns around, like he's briefing everybody, and he turns around and points to the whiteboard, and he's got one of those Afghan battle axes <laughs> zip-tied to his body armor. Awesome. We're like, yo, dude, what, what's that for? And he's like, for hair samples. <laughs> DNA sample. <laughs> DNA collection. <laughs> so I, you know, I hear you. I'm fired up. I might switch. I'm going to the Tomahawk. <laughs> you, you won that debate, bud. Good job. Question number five. Would you rather wake up every morning with complete amnesia or relive the same day over and over forever? No, so it's Groundhog's Day or it's... It's a complete it's, amnesia of just the day. Yeah, what you did the day before is gone. Do you remember everything prior to? Yeah, you have all your, your skills, your memory, your Oh, education. you got to have that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, amnesia, right? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, cause, dude. Have, and, and no, I mean, everybody has amnesia, not just us. No, it's probably just us, which makes it oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. I am not reliving the same day, dude. That movie made me want to shoot myself when I watched that thing, dude. It was nuts. But. Being able to act. Because he wasn't he wasn't allowed to leave the town either. No, right? nothing. Yeah. He was contained, man. Uh, With amnesia every day, you could do you go blunt, you go full tilt. Sure, sure. And then the next day yeah. they're like I'm they're like board, they're like, that. did you know what you just did yesterday? Yeah. And you're like, nope. <laughs> well, uh, if, can you imagine if you were the only one that had the amnesia? Dude, that's what I'm Everybody's saying. Because like, the stuff you would. Ha- oh yeah, it'd be bad. I'm a roll with. Uh, I'm gonna roll with uh, answer, amne- amnesia. amnesia. Yeah, day, check. Gentlemen, this is your final question. Which invention is more important? Duct tape versus Velcro. Go. Easy. Not even a second guess to my in my mind. Velcro. No. What? Yeah, Velcro, bro. No. Think think about how much Velcro there is in the world, dude. What is used Before. more? What, what? what is uh, your drawers for kids' shoes, for old people's shoes. Hey, you never seen some up. redneck walking around with tape over his boot? <laughs> Harley <laughs> Davidson, the Marlboro Man. The whole thing was the duct tape. I know. Wasn't Velcro. The whole thing. You don't see was some it. cowboy put, jumping up on the back of a 2000 pa- Tough Heaterman, but not put Velcro. Tough. We missed you, Tape on that boot before he put the Velcro on it. Yeah, but that's you know so that? limited, though. I, I'm I'm going I'm going Velcro. That's insane. I, it, yes, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's it. <laughs> that we actually had some debates going. I love it. That's all I got. What do you got? You got any more? You no, want to no, debate no. on on on? You want to be debatable? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had a good time doing this. We had to need to because we very rarely find stuff we disagree on. So I'm gonna start digging too. Okay. All right. I like I don't, that. don't do that in a relationship. I'm gonna go find some stuff I don't it, like about you. Oh, that's tight, man. <laughs> that's just tight. I always like getting into it. And sure, I think you go dig some stuff up. You try and find stuff that, <laughs> that we don't see. I, and I'll do the same. I'm gonna start yeah. probing the boss to find out more information. Yeah, I'm like, I'm start, I'm gonna have to start backtracking <laughs> to the buddies. Get some. No, totally, totally. And, and I'll never give you any of their numbers. All right, <laughs> all right. So listen, I uh, know most of them. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I take that. All right, so. You know what? I, let's just take a pause real quick and 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 just 
prepare our audience for what's coming because the man that's coming on, if you missed the first show, hopefully you're going to go back immediately after this. It's one of the most powerful descriptions of how pain can be transformational in life, how pain can, can, you can, it can be enlightening and how the work ethic of discovery can really change the way you perceive the world around you and the influence that you can have. And I think that's what David does for people. Don't you? Absolutely. Almost be beneficial to go back to what re- listen to the first one. So you know where he's coming from. Might scare you just hearing the second one right off the bat. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sure. Who, who knows how deep he's going to go on this one? Oh, I know he's going to dive right in, brother. Uh, so right. w- without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's welcome to the show Mr. David Goggins. Guess what? We're here. We've made it. We're finally, he's on with us. He's, I can see the Skype little dingy doohies. They're flipping. They're moving. I know he's there. I heard his voice. How are you feeling about this? Feel good, man. Thanks for having me back on, guys. Appreciate it. Well, David, we, we can't even tell you, man. You, you know, Mark and I were talking earlier. You are the most requested repeat guest, man. We, we throw a little stuff out there and, and be like, who do you want to hear? Everybody, and everybody, Hands down, well, like 99% were like, Goggins, Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome having yeah. you back, man. Like, what Thank do y'all want to talk about? I want to get him back on. What do y'all want to talk about? Just bring him on let him talk. Yeah, yeah. That's what people yeah. said. They actually yeah. did say that. All, all of our loving, wonderful fans, David, said, uh, hey, if you bring him back on, make, two, make sure you two shut up this time. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> all right. So you know the drill. We're going to jump right in. We're going to warm up. I know you've already done 600 miles already today. Uh, so we're going to get, we're going to try and warm that brain up a little bit more. We're going to keep it going. So you know the deal. We're going to start you out with the mad minute. Are you fired up? Are you ready? We're ready to go. All right. Stand by. Marcus, let him have it. All right, brother. Let's hear one skill you'd like to have that you currently don't. Uh, the skill to, you know, I'm not a great knife sharpener. That's the skill I love to have. Real fucking life, real good. Hey, well, that's, that's huge, right? Because if you sucked at that in buds, you were paying the man, right? Uh, dude, I never passed a knife infect- infection until sex oh, phase. I never knife infection either, man. No one did. My knife is always going sick. Did, did you, did like, David, did you actually... This is the problem. We're already off. No, we're no, gonna, we're good. Uh, we're good. This is, this is interesting. Uh. <laughs> it's always interesting to us. This is, this is what the, the boss is telling me. She's like, you guys just go off on these crazy tangents and we get so stirred up that w- no one can understand what we talk about. Oh, they'll get this though. So, oh, for sure. They, you know <laughs> watch, what? I watch. stand corrected. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, Why so listeners, I talking about? I didn't come- listeners, first phase, you got these knife inspections as part of your, your, your room inspection, part of your diving, your swim. I'd just inspe- like to go on the record that I said something about my wife telling me that we should just for the record. It's re- so, it noted. Okay. Duly right. noted. You know, you got to cover down on me now. I, I, duly right. noted. So it, what we would have, listeners, is we would spend five, six hours sharpening these knives, and then the instructors, and mine in particular, Doug Schollen, would walk in for room inspection with a rock in his hand and smash my blade until it broke the rock, and then he'd be, then he'd try and cut the hairs on his forearm, and, of course, the thing's dull, so I would get a beatdown for that. David, did you ever figure out the, the trick and go down to the mall to the knife sharpener and do your knife there? Did you ever figure that one out? Well, what's funny about that, man, I went through three damn butt classes 
<laughs> and it took me the last blood class to finally realize that all these assholes are going down to damn the mall <laughs> to get the damn knife sharpened up. It took him 15 minutes. I'm in my room for five hours trying to sharpen this damn dull ass knife. <laughs> yeah, so I figured it out. <laughs> I figured it out, right? <laughs> right? I never knew that either. I figured out the boots. I figured out how to shine my boots and everything, man. I figured it all out. <laughs> After three After. classes, yeah. <laughs> All right, David, what is the world's best vacation destination? Honestly, it's uh, it's Hell Week. It's <laughs> Hell Week. Maybe it's Hell Week. Who says Hell Week is a vacation? <laughs> he just said that Hell Week yeah. is a vacation destination. There is nothing better than watching another man suffer and then sitting back and, and, and knowing that, you know, you're just, you know, you guys are on the same boat. You know, he's, he's no better than you, you're no better than him. But for some reason, you figured the shit out. So there's, no, there's, there's nothing better than watching another man who just as you sit there and crumble down before these instructors and you just watch him crumble just because he doesn't know that he can get through this and endure the same shit you did. So it's just an amazing thing to be part of that. So it, it wasn't really a vacation. This is the most amazing part of my life is seeing these grown men just, just get crumbled by the same shit that was making you it. feel alive. I love it. I love it. You're up. Well, all right. Favorite superhero again. <laughs> I, I just want to know if it changed. Some people don't remember it. This is a true form question. Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah, okay, Incredible good. Hulk. Yeah. You, you know he's not going to change the Hulk. Anybody who, loves <laughs> the Hulk it. anybody who loves the Hulk, they're going to love the Hulk no matter what. I mean, the dude is bipolar, right? And so you got to love a bipolar green guy. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, all right. yeah. All right. Here you go. I don't, I mean, I don't like to think about like bipolar. It's multi-leveled. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. All right. All right. Here you go. What do you think is your greatest failure in life? Oh man. I have so many of them. It's just kind of crazy. Um, my, my greatest failure, but I actually made it a uh, success of mine, but it was, it was the water. I was, I was just, uh, I was, I was so petrified of that fuck, of that fucking water, man. Just, uh, you know, when I was in the Air Force training, and then I went on a Navy SEAL. I just the, the water just was terrifying, man. It just it just actually made it. You know, not my failure, but it was just the, the water just debilitated, man. Was I don't it? Know if it's a failure of mine, but it's a fear, fear, failure, all that stuff, man. Was it? Was it the actual movement through the water because you were a barge like me, or was it like being out in the ocean with you know everything you can't see around you? What what what, what was it specifically in that fear? See, what it was for me, most people don't understand this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there because I like to keep it real. A lot of African-Americans, we sink like a fucking rock. <laughs> so, you know, so you people like are wondering, oh, shit. oh my God, I'm a, I'm a negative buoyant fuck on the bottom of the water or on, on, on the bottom of the pool with a full breath of air. I mean, I, I just sink like a rock. So when you put a rock in the water and say, we're going to swim a lot and we're going to try to drown your ass and shit. It doesn't make you real feel real good. And then you go to the second phase, you got to put, you know, twin 80s on your back, fully charged, with a 16-pound weight belt on, and they say, okay, let's start treading water. I mean, I'm treading water with a weight belt on, without a weight belt on, because I'm so negative boy anyway. So it's just a lot of hurdles to overcome. So, David, that was my worst evolution in buds. My, my, the dude who got me was Senior Chief Mulebach, who, uh, who wanted to drown me. My treading evolution lasted almost 15 minutes, man. It oh, was it, it was horrific. Now, I'll tell you another That's caveat. Beautiful. I want to I want to I want to add on 
to the statement you just made about uh, about African-Americans and sinking. So when I first got out, uh, stopped contracting and all that, I, I started Frog Logic. And, and one of the first things I did is I worked with a foster care home for boys. And, and I'd say 90% of them were, were black. And right. the first thing I did with them, day one of the, the, the two-month program, I, I took them up to the UDT SEAL Museum. And I was going to take them through the museum and – and then, you know, taking the beach and hammer a snot at him for like three hours. Well, we're in there and Patches Watson, old legend point man from Vietnam, was the curator. And he took these kids around. Well, about three-fourths of the way into it, one of the kids says, he raises his hand and says, uh, uh, excuse me, sir, um, but uh, I'm not, one thing I'm noticing about the pictures and Patches like, you're right, they're not that many black guys. <laughs> And he goes, right, right. he goes, do you know why? <laughs> and uh, the kid was like petrified because he had just told how he shot the Vietnamese Medal of Honor winner right in the face and took his gun and stuff. So he goes, you know why? It's because you sink like a rock. And and these kids, were just, <laughs> it was the funny, they, they were mesmerized by this old broken down frogman. But it, he did it with such eloquence. And then he finished it. He said, if you can pass buds being that negatively buoyant, you are one hard son of a bitch. You know what? It's a true statement. I'm not saying I'm, you know, I, you know, I like to pride myself on trying to be hard, but it's a true statement, man. I mean, I was, I mean, if, if you're negative buoyant, some people are neutral buoyant and you have positive buoyant. If you're neutral buoyant, you sink, but you don't sink like a rock. And it was just hard. Everything was hard. Like I called drown proofing controlled drowning. Because <laughs> once they tied my oh, fucking yeah, ass yeah. up, dude, it was on. It was mm. game on. <laughs> How much water did you did you drink on average on that one, bud? You know what? It was funny that you say that. I I drank so much water on that evolution because I was literally kicking like a flounder on the daggone surface, and um, I had to stay in that little four by four box. And how I learned how to do that was I saw these little all, most of these you know white, you know all these white cats just floating sitting up there floating <laughs> around my black cats up there saying what the hell's going on, man? Like, I don't understand it. And so I realized, man, my body, I'm fighting my own body. So I would break in that 15-foot pool, and I would go in there, and I'd just do evolution by myself at nighttime. I'd put my hands in my back and my feet together, and I just practiced doing that daggone dolphin kick to the point, because it was exhausting, because you do that, then you travel being tied up. Yeah. And it was just, it was hell, man. It was hell. It was horrible. Wow, that's awesome. All right, what do you got for him? Last question. All right. You could find, if ride the scariest roller coaster on the planet with somebody, who would it be? You know what? It'd probably be you, Marcus. <laughs> Get it on. <laughs> it'd probably be your ass, ma'am. Knows I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you set yourself up for that one. Oh, I love it. It'd probably be you. All right. Well, well David, that's, that is the, the, the mad. 10 minutes. We, we Again, once again, you crushed it out of park. Thank you. Uh, you always are, are a delight because you, you don't just say the answer and wait for us to say the next one. You give us a little bit more. And that's what obviously our listeners wanted to hear from you is, you know, they're, they're blown away not only by your story um, and that story you told of, of your first hundred miler and what it took to get out of that chair uh, at mile 70 and this, the, 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 what you had to conjure up in becoming Goggins. Uh, that, that, <laughs> I'm telling you what, David, I, 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 and, I, and brother, you know, I love you, man, but 
that that story has affected you know tens of thousands of people who have downloaded that show over we got one response from somebody a woman that had heard the show in in a two week period listened to your episode 14 times because it was Jeez. so impactful in her life so you know we, I, we 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 take pride not only in the people that come on but in in particular our friends that come on and so to bring you back on again is just a real privilege and honor. So I'm going to get right to it, man. If you got hey, another one. I just, hey, just tell them something and blow their minds, brother. Well, He's got plenty of them. I well, mean, well, I'm, that's, like, that's I'm on the road I, with him. I know. I was like, but you're saying he's coming back on for part duh. <laughs> duh. Yeah, well, I, I, have, I have one story that I'll tell you. I mean, it's uh, to, to, to me, it's even worse than the 100-mile uh, story, but you know, Marcus is very. I mean, we're we're all familiar with, with with Hell Week and what it does to us, and and the kind of mental stresses it, it it puts on us, and and the fear that 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 goes into the unknown of of you got these guys in these blue shirts who are going to kick the living shit out of you for 130 hours, and and you don't know if if you're going to make it out, and and, and they're going to test your soul, they're going to test your mind, and and if you do quit. What that means by you going home to your mom and dad, your girlfriend, your wife, your friends, and telling them you quit. And you know we all develop this uh, this this mentality in our head that we're all physically trained to go be a seal, but you know we don't understand how much mental it takes. And so for me, you know, when I start out, I had my first hell week, and you know I went into hell week pretty pretty jacked up. My first week I lost a hundred pounds so fast. I lost that weight to even get it to buds. So I was very unhealthy. Most people know how unhealthy I really was. So I kind of worked my way into health. And then my second health week, I made it through that. But going into diet phase, I, you know, broke my leg pretty much. And my, my knee was all messed up and then got rolled again. So going into my third health week, what people don't know is I had so many stress fractures and, and chin splints. And, and, I, and I was wearing a hernia belt. So, you know, you don't start Navy SEAL training with stretch fractures, shin splints, and, and, and wearing a hernia belt because your hernia is just kind of coming out and all this other shit. So I was, I was so jacked up and in so much pain coming, coming from my second hell week, starting, you know, but, you know, class 235, that when I got into hell week, my, my third one, you know how you blow up Wednesday night? You know, you, you, you yeah. get all puffy and your bones are swollen. Hands so start peeling. My body, so on Sunday, my body realized this dumb asshole is in the third hell week in one year. <laughs> and, and my body just knew it because my mind, my mind was telling my body, I'm about to get fucked up again. So it immediately swelled up. And I looked like the nutty professor on Monday morning. Oh. I, remember, I was huge. So Sunday, if, if people don't know who are listening, hell week starts on Sunday and ends on Friday. It's 130 hours of just getting your ass kicked. So I was debilitated. Because my stretch fractures, my shins, my body went straight into protective mode immediately once I got into the hell week. And I gained like 15 pounds of just being swollen oh. immediately. So, so the pain, so I wasn't even able to, but what people don't know is this was my third and last time going through SEAL training. Like Captain Bowen, he was an old, yeah. Marcus, I know yeah, you know yeah. him very well. Yeah. Captain Bowen was some old salty, crusty Vietnam vet guy. That this, this is a hard dude and said, look, I'm going to roll you to day one. And that's how it was. So he told me, this is your last time going through buds. So no matter what I had, 
stretch practices, stretch hernia, I didn't suck it up. So I'm in my first, I mean, you know, I'm in this third helmet, man. And it was the worst pain I've probably, besides the 100-mile race, I ever endured. Because once I got through Hell Week, we had a guy die on Thursday. I was on crutches Thursday night when Hell Week, so Hell Week ended like 12 hours early. I was on crutches because a guy died. And they told me, hey, we have walk week. You have a week to heal up. <laughs> and you're back at it, Doggin. So I'm sitting there thinking, I had over like 15 stretch fractures. I have a hernia belt on. And I had to endure the next five months of Navy SEAL training just messed up. So I got, you know, this compression tape that these pro athletes wear on their ankles. And I would tie, and I would tape my feet up, my ankles up, all the way up to my top of my calf muscle. And I had these pressure ulcers on top of my feet for, for putting this compression tape on so tight. And every day I would just run until my feet got completely numb. My and so my shins, everything became numb. And that's how I got to buzz. And I graduated with these pressure ulcers the size of of, of uh, half dollars. Oh my! And then after and after buzz, I went right into surgery for for hernia surgery. And it, but but the endurance of pain and fucking suffering for five six months it was just I, I can't explain it. It was horrible. I, I you know it, I, it it's it is and and you know I I. I you know, I didn't swell up till Wednesday, so I can't even dream because I flipped out when I'm looking at my my knees and my hands and you know every and your my, your feet and you're in your health and hygiene. You're like, holy Jesus, I'm dying. Can we, How yeah. did you, was I mean was there a moment in that week for you similar to the getting out of the chair where you just pissed blood all over yourself? Was there a moment on like Wednesday night or Tuesday night, or was that moment every single second that week? that you had to conjure up Goggins. I had to conjure up Goggins every second. I had to conjure up Goggins just to go back into that third class because I knew what hell was coming my way. But what was funny is Marcus actually said something about, you know, like the, like the rapid questions. He said, what would you, like, what would you think about kind of like, like your last thought before you die? Yeah. He said something like that. Honestly, that's how I thought in my brain. I became sadistic. So I became, so who I am now that really formed a lot in that third hell week. I became a whole bunch of like Goggins. Like, like, yeah, Goggins was created, but I started enjoying the pain because I realized, hey, man, either you're going to graduate, buds, or you're going to quit. And this is what I have to deal with. So I started really tra- teaching myself how to think differently. Like, I would tell myself, first, God, this sucks. I, I tell myself, who in the hell? But you on this planet Earth can endure this kind of pain. You're in the worst training on the planet Earth. So this is how I talk to myself. My, my self-talk was this evil. You're in the worst training on the planet fucking Earth. It's the worst training on the planet Earth if you're healthy. I'm in this thing, and I'm debilitated. So you've got to be a special grit type of person to do this. So I kept on feeding myself all this fuel and all this anger and hate and discontent that made me smile. Ah. I was like, who, who, who would walk in the hell with stress fractures and a hernia? And no, people walking up, you know, wanting to be healthy. I'm like, you're in this thing for the third hell week in one year. It was horrible weather. I used that to fuel my motivation to be what I wanted to be, which was the hardest God, you know, you know, like, like the hardest God. That God ever created. You know, you can't, it just, you can't I, go through three hell weeks and not just be pissed off at the world. 
It's not yeah. designed for that. I mean, you, you physically, I don't even know how they, they let you do that. You know what I'm talking about? Because it, it strips 10 years right off your life, right? And they went to tell you. The I, doc says, hey, man, you sure you want to do this? 10 years, boom. So. I mean, we all went through the time, man. We're just very different. People like to say, you know, it's, it's all the same. It's not the same because they, they, they wouldn't allow you, Marcus, to go through the way you went through. Right? I know your whole story, but I know my story. We, we would not have graduated because they would have said, this is inhumane. What is going on right now is inhumane, and they would have kicked us out of training because they wouldn't allow us to go forward. They, they wouldn't have. No, I, I listen. When I was there, this guy went through before my hell week. I was in two hundred eight. There's a guy in two hundred seven. His name's Tom Shea. He that that, he, that was his fifth hell week. He went through. How many did Booth have? Four, I think three or four. Guy Shea's that, got the record at five. What about Stokes? No, I think well, Shea's got five. How many does Stokes have, David? Well, I'd have three in in one year. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's never <laughs> mind. talking about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about you. <laughs> all right, all right <laughs> let's get back on track here. All right, David, I got a question for you because you had talked about in, in the beginning, in the lead up to this, that, you know, that fear of the unknown, the fear if you're going to be able to make it, the fear of what's coming next. But obviously, I've done a lot of research on fear. In fact, I give you know, a big speech that I give in Frog Logic. One of the main components of Frog Logic is to learn, I try and help people learn to embrace that fear and utilize it as a positive. I, I certainly haven't explored you know, the positive negative that you turn it into. But it, so I'm very interested to understand where that tipping point is for fear where you start to control the fear by applying more and more pain and what might, is there an end point where the, so much pain, you know, the fear, you know, you, is there a place where you can destroy fear? Well, I, I believe you can destroy fear and this is how I believe it. And you know, for those listeners out there listening right now, this, this may not be for everybody. You're, you're talking to three guys right now who had to become warriors and have a warrior mentality, and I always say to people, it, it may not even make sense to you what I'm about to say. I have to always cover my ass on that, because I'm about to tell you is, is, is very sick and sadistic, but to be a warrior, to, to, to walk in a room with a weapon, with people who have weapons who are pointing at you in a 10 by 10, 5 by 5 room, you got to be a certain kind of personality, a certain kind of warrior mentality. So that being said, you can't defeat fear by by taking other people's souls. Ah. And what that means, what got me through Hell Week and what got me through the pain and suffering was the fact, and I say suffering, and I don't mean that loosely, was that I wanted every damn instructor to look at me because they all knew I was jacked up. They all knew I was negative boy. They all knew that, you know, I'm, I'm some black guy. I was only the 36th black guy to make it through. They all knew this shit. And I don't care if they were racist, not racist. I don't, I don't look at shit like that. What I looked at was I wanted them to know. Uh, I wanted them to think about me all the time. Like, how the, what, what made Goggins Goggins? I wanted the hardest men in the world to question themselves. What drove me was I wanted them to know. I'm, I didn't want to go through healthy being healthy. I'm glad I had stress fractures. Because I wanted everybody who barely graduated and holy having a healthy body to know this son of a bitch did it. Being so jacked up, that is so motivating to me to know that I know that when you're in an alpha male community and you're competing at the highest level, it's not basketball, it's not LeBron James, it's not Tiger Woods, 
The highest level is when they put your ass in 130 hours of I'm going to beat the shit out of you <laughs> and see what comes out the other end. That right there, like, like LeBron James getting the sportsman of the year by, by SI, that's hilarious to me. I will show you real athletes when they get tested in their soul by putting your damn ass out there in hell week and you got nothing but your own mind and your own thought process. And that drove me to a spot that made me sick. It made me fucking sick and so fucking driven that it, I didn't care what I had. Broken knees, broken back. I wanted people to know I'm competing against. It wasn't about to try it. It's about the men that I was competing with. Amen. I want you to know God is on his way. You may not like me. A whole bunch of fields don't like me. But I want you to know I'm going to earn my fucking way. I'm going to carry the boat. The number one guy in every evolution and everything we did in every hell week. And those who went through hell week know what the number one spot is. <laughs> it's the shit spot. David, I, 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 it's, it's remarkable to hear. You know what a rush that is, though? He's right. It's knowing that the guys on the other side of that door are not afraid of us, right? And if they got guns, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about this out loud, have we? Not really. But not, not on the show. But not say, on the show. But like, hey, but they know we're coming, and they're not afraid of us. So it's when you come in the door, and then you can see the fear coming into them because we're not backing. That. That's when it's when you're just foaming at the mouth, man, and you go in, and That's it's right. on, dude. And then when <laughs> those right. two opposing forces meet for the first time, and the one realizes he just about, he just got dominated. <laughs> And then we That's just, right. our violence of action is so severe that it's a, whole it's a drug. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a God. Cause with me, my fears are always there from the time when I was getting picked on as a boy and, and everything, even, even till now. So I still have that. I can feel it because it feels the same. The only difference is that I am well prepared on how to handle the situation. Huh? You know, the training so I are you over saying, the years. It's so like, this is a question to both of you right now then. All right. So what 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 I'm hearing is to really cross over that performance threshold and, and to move into a realm, the warrior, the true warrior mindset where where pain and fear and and violence and aggression are the real character traits of success. How do in the long term, how do you keep that in a way that it's manageable? Well, you know that's a that's a good question, man. And um, and I got to answer like this: How, manageable. You have to know there. There's a spot like like for me. You got to know when and when not. Like like right now, I'm back down to calm, David Goggins. I'm not back. You you guys asked me a question that made me have to go to a spot that had to bring out something that is incomprehensible to most people on this planet Earth. So right now, you have to know when. And, and that comes from being a thinking shooter. So you may have talked to me right then. I got to know when to turn that thing on. And that thing is in a lot of Navy SEALs. Some don't have it. I'll tell you right now. Some don't have it. A lot of us do have the ability to go in somewhere, like Marcus is saying, and face the enemy. And then come home and play with our kids. Like, 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 like we're some Santa Claus type guy. Like I saw Marcus. I'm, I'm watching Marcus put on costumes during Halloween. <laughs> and I know who Marcus Luttrell is. Marcus Luttrell is not the guy that puts on a costume at Halloween. But <laughs> he is for his kids. So it's just knowing how to be a certain guy at a certain time of your life and you're a warrior. That's, that's just 
I think like it's training, right? I'm trained to be a dad now. I'm trained to be a husband. I was trained. Everything is part of that. Public speaker. That's right. I mean, well, well, you you, you, you both, can learn to be good at anything if you put enough time into it, right? Hey, man, we talk about it all the time. But one of the things that you guys have both described this as, though, is, Marcus, you literally, you know, said the high that you get from it. What happens neurologically? What type of chemicals are dumping? David, you just said so yourself. That that switch, that cognitive switch, switch or switch flipped. Then you allowed that emotional component to combine and you brought fire onto onto that 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 line right now, and and people felt are going to feel that when they listen to this. So is it is it strictly time in and training that gets you to the point where now you can really is are are you more dangerous now because it's a focused drive, it's a focused pain, it's a focused fear, or is it or is it just because we're older wisdom and every- I just assume this was every frogman goes into every situation, even if it's changing a diaper, you're going in expecting to take pain, right? <laughs> it's just beat into it oh, yeah. so hard that when you wake up in the morning, you we're expecting pain. And if it doesn't show up, then that's great, right? You know what, what, what really has caused me to be able to, to go somewhere very deep, and a lot of folks cannot do it, what it takes is passion. Yes. And Amen. what forms that passion is I remember how hard it was for me just to get into the military. I remember my childhood on how I was going nowhere. I was called this. I was called that. I got called nigger my whole damn life. I remember everything so vividly. I remember how hard it was for me to lose 105 pounds in 60 daggone days. And people may not even believe it. But if you do believe it, just imagine with no trainer, no damn Jenny Craig bullcrap, how hard it was to even get in the door to try to be sealed. And the story goes on and on and on. And to even go through three hell weeks and everything I do to become a SEAL and Ranger Squad stuff, it, it builds passion. Most people can't understand how I talk and why I get crazy. What comes out of my brain is I remember what the hell it took for me to get there. Wow. That's what brings the passion out of me. So you can't learn that shit. You're going to put yourself in hell, survive hell, and then when you talk about going through hell, this is how it sounds. It sounds like you're crazy, but no, you remember the fucking journey it took to go through it. That's That's what you remember. That's what comes out. Right. You know, we know how far we can be pushed. Well, and how long we were pushed. Yeah, and and what it will take. And how we pushed that. And and what it takes to get us to a certain point now. Once you you go far down that rabbit hole, man, and when when you come back out of it, any other situation you get into and it starts to get difficult or you get leaned on, man, you're like, it's going to take more than this. I've been here. Yeah, this is nice. This uh, is this is comfy. And for David, it, pretty much everything aside from being six feet under is comfy. <laughs> All right, David, I, I, I got to tell you, man, and, and you know, you, we're just getting to know each other, but, I, you know, most of the other team guys out there know I get super fired up. But the way you talk and the way you verbalize passion to where you can translate what you're thinking, what you're feeling, your past experience is inspiring, man. And, you know, the, the big challenge, I think, for other people, and you've, you've repeatedly said it over and over in, in many different ways and in many different, you know, whether you're people following you on the internet, on all social media forms or at your website or, you know, when people are listening to you as a, as a, as a badass speaker, you know, the one question they go is, all right, how do I feel that passion? How do I even trigger that passion? 
So right. what what like for instance, let's 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 do a little shift here. You know, one of the amazing things is this 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 incredible success that the, the book that uh, you know the guy Jesse who wrote that book with you. You went and spent thirty days with the guy. Were you ever able to trigger the passion in him through the pain? I I I wasn't able to get to that point with him because you know what? One thing in life, yeah, he did a good job and 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 whatever else. But one thing I realized is this about life, man. Once you become civilized, and what civilized is to me, and, uh, that's right. I get it. That's right. Yeah. Is when you have everything in life you want. When you have, when you have chefs, and you have all, you have nice cars, and and you have all the money you want, and you have massage therapists coming in and masseuses, and 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 you no longer massage your own legs when they're sore. Mm. When you have, when your refrigerator is full of caviar and all that shit, it is hard. To go to the place of darkness, you have to go when the devil comes knocking at your damn door and says, hey, I'm going to mess you up today, son. All you say then is say, why am I going to do this? My life is good. That's painful. You fall back on the fact of why do I need to do this now? Why do I need to do this now? A person that stays hungry and the refrigerator is always empty, you're always trying to go to the next level. So it's hard to, to, to get somebody to that level when they have everything they want in life. It's hard. It's hard to make them hungry. And, and hunger is what makes you want to get in that cold water. It makes you want to run that extra mile. It makes you, when your brain is saying to you at mile 10, when you're supposed to run 20 miles, 10 good enough. But then that guy comes in and says, not today, it's not. We're getting 20 fucking miles today. That's what the fuck we're supposed to do. <laughs> so it just it, it just shuts out the, the 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 person that's hungry. It shuts out that weak voice that we all hear. I hear it, but that's when the evil godness comes out and says, oh, "No, no, 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 no. We're not going to make those people right today. All those people who said this about you, and that about you, and this about you, we're not going to make them correct today. We're going to make them read about you and suffer in a different way, suffer mentally by knowing you succeeded." Versus failed like they wanted you to. Well, I mean, let's let's. One of the great challenges out there right now, and and we, you know, I think the three of us, as well as every a lot of our peers and, and brothers, you know, they we look out there and we see this next generation come up, and it, it it's a struggle. And and I'm even hearing it in buds as well too, Marcus. Maybe you can comment on this. You were just out there, you know. A lot of guys that I'm hearing from are 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 saying. It's just a different group of kids. It's a different culture. What is going on? Other than the obvious that you, like you said, David, that there's just so many creature comforts that it's just, you can't, they can't help themselves. They're just going to be weak. What do you say, Marcus? That's a tough one, man. It's kind of one of them deals where that do the, do the times change? Do the people change? Look, they, they got a war coming up. So irregardless if they're soft or not, it doesn't matter. Once they get sent over there, they're either going to lose or they're not. And then they're going to toughen up. So I know that every generation likes to say that the other generation's softer than the next one. I get that on the pass down. I, I get it, man. Technology has advanced. Remember, we were, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Yeah. So, um, you know what? I it's, it's like what Marcus was saying, man. You know, I know that all of us on this phone right now, we got our ass beat growing up. I mean, like, you know, if, if I messed up, Marcus's mom had full 
full authority to kick my butt. <laughs> and my mom would kick my butt when I got home. And there's a lot. Like, for instance, there are these kids. I live in Tennessee. There are these kids I run by every day. And I have my shirt off all the time and I run. I pass by a group of 30 kids in Brentwood, Tennessee. And they hollered out, you're on steroids. So I turned around. And me being who I am, I put them all, you know, I, I, I came around, gave them a couple of customers, said, look, guys, you don't know who the hell you even talking to right now. You know, so, so I mean, I basically gave a little speech. Long story short, did some research, found out who I was. I come by now. How you doing, Mr. David Goggins? Yeah. They, you know, they, 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 they follow me on social media. Sometimes all it takes you to give some kids some discipline, but we, a lot of times you get in trouble for doing that. I don't care. I know Marcus doesn't care. I know you don't care. That's what it takes a lot of times. We are growing up in a weak society, and you cannot be hard if your mom and dad are saying, oh, it's okay, it's the teacher's fault. Oh, it's okay, it's this fault. No, maybe it's your dad's going to fall. A lot, every time we grew up, it was always our fault because we're young and we're dumb. Right. Nowadays, these kids have so much room to, to be right. No, most times they're wrong. They're wrong. Most times they're wrong because their kids are supposed to be wrong. And then, and then they grow up always being right. And then now they're pushing a situation where we give you a gun and put you through the SEAL training and give a weak mentality because that's how you grew up. You, you can't be hard growing up weak. You can't. All right. How about how about so, for how about for adults, right? Because I mean, we we had just a, a, a massive amount of people that have, like I said before, just love listening to your first the first episode we did with you. And now I know they're going to jump in this one. You know, uh, 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 pe- well, let's say people just never got exposed to hard. They just didn't have the outlet for hard. They they didn't make they they didn't know how to make that choice. Is is there a place that a human being can do on their own without spending four hundred bucks for jujitsu lessons, without spending one hundred and fifty a month in CrossFit, without what, without you know, whatever? How can people implement? hard into the life to kickstart the pain, the fear, all the things that you're professing, which leads to enlightenment. I got an answer. And this is the answer. It's really hard. Cause why the first step into being hard as shit is you got a first thing I had to do before I went on this journey of saying, Goggins, this is who you are. You have to first, before you start down the journey of making goals and say, I want to be a Navy SEAL, Army Ranger, I want to be a president. Before you go down that goal list and start making goals, the first thing you have to do is you got to look in that dirty damn mirror every morning and see who you are and handle your insecurities and handle your jealousies. You got to first handle who you truly are. I had to look in the mirror at 16 and say, wow, they're calling me a nigga. They're calling me dumb. They're calling me this. They're calling me that. Half the shit was true. That's the, that's the, that's how you become great is you realize that you're not great and you realize you're a liar, you're a cheater, you have no you have no integrity. If you don't have any of that and you now set these grandiose goals to be great, you're never going to achieve them because like in Hell Week, we've all been there. When that water gets cold, people come out and say, hey, why'd you quit? Oh, man, you know, like, like my hips hurting or I got a family issue. We make up a lie in the story because why? We haven't dealt with our life. If that makes sense at all. So we're always falling back on our own insecurities because we haven't found out who we truly are. So why most of the can't succeed in life and find hardness? Because they're always weak 
telling themselves who they are, but they're really not that person. You got to fix who you are to become hard and become really tough. If that makes any damn sense. It does, man. And I, I think it's the, the biggest thing was, and just listening to you talk, bro, and because we, we've come up together and, just watching you kind of grow in the public eye is awesome. Awesome. But I think one of the biggest things now that I have kids, it's kind of important. I mean, don't get down on yourself. I think a lot of people once they're scared to take that next step to actually go out and start doing it, right. start training it because they want to be embarrassed. I embarrassing being embarrassed is is the biggest thing for for most people. Unfortunately, me, you, and ego. Yeah. I, we don't have. I don't. I am. I embarrass myself all the time in public. <laughs> you know what I mean? In your Christmas outfit, exactly. So I, it's kind of one of them deals. And I think the more experience you have, the less apt you are to be embarrassed in public. Hands down. I, I was telling those kids the other day, or not kids, grown men, the before the football game. I was like, "Hey, man, don't be embarrassed to get trucked over. I mean, hit and snot running. That's what you're out here. It's going to happen. That's part of the game. And I, I think in everything you do, man. It, if you're going to get up every morning and push forward to try and accomplish something, embrace those embarrassing moments too. That's part of it. A- absolutely. It's the character uh, building. I mean, and the people are so set on, I just want to be the, the, the good part and all that, man. It's, it's, it's having those embarrassing moments too that, 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 that help. It helps. It absolutely does. I, I you know, make any sense. It made total know. sense. No, I mean, it, it's your own ability to, for introspection. Like David was saying, you can't lie to yourself. Then you're saying, hey, it's all right to fail. And those are those. Yeah, those don't lie to yourself, but, but laugh at yourself. Exactly. I mean, think about all the times where you, and, and for us, I believe a huge component of it, of it was that we were surrounded by other great men or, or not great men at the time, but young men striving to become great around and each other. And that cycle starts over and over all the, every generation. David, I got a quick question for you personally here, as they all have been, and I appreciate your honesty as always. But uh, what, who, who do you search for as you're out there on this quest to surround yourself for? Do you search for new teammates? Are there other people that you're coming in contact that can fulfill the, the quest that you once, the camaraderie that you once had in the teams, the quest. Is there anybody else out there that you come in contact with that you're like, hmm, they got a spark in them. They just need a little work. You know what? I, 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 I found a few people, man, but I haven't found too many here recently. It's, um, you know, I, I haven't found many people who really have that, that drive, man. Just, just, just that one thing that, that they really can't, you know, once you become real passionate about something, it's hard to explain to people because they almost think you're crazy or just, just gone, you know? And I, I know a lot of people who probably hear me right now think, God, man, that, that cat is, is, is crazy or gone or whatever. No, it's just passion, man. And, and nowadays I don't really, I, I haven't run across many people like that, man, because a lot of people, if it doesn't come easy, they don't want it. Yeah. The six minute ass society. I want, I want it today. You know, and you got to be patient and you got to persevere. So would you say, all right, all right. So obviously people are coming to the show and they are listening to you. You are by far, you know, you look at our numbers on you in particular and our show, the, the most listened to guest we've had, it's not even close. And so they are interested. They are inspired. They, I think they are intrigued about this concept of pain and fear and passion. Right. 
how how do those specifics, those concepts translate for, you know, like you said, the many people who, you know, who, you know, don't, aren't going to go to the uh, extreme. Look, uh, exactly. Here's the thing, man. You don't have to be born in hell to, to obtain everything that we're talking about. And I, I don't want any, that's not a, that huge misconception or people to get scared away that you hear the stuff coming out of his mouth. You got to understand. I mean, yeah, take it back from how we were born, how we were raised, and the direction we want to go. You can do this and apply this in any direction you go from wherever you were born, right? Oh, absolutely. And and the, what I love about buds, in which pr- from a from a, a, a cultural and sociological perspective, is that we were all from different places. It didn't yeah, matter. That's right. yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't matter. Right. And 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 how many times have you guys heard this? Where well, who's the guy that's going to make it? It's going to be that jock. It's going to be the the gangbanger. It's going to be you know the college athlete. And, and and nobody can predict that shit. I was thinking on this the other day. I think it's sense of humor. <laughs> for you, it was. No, I think that the guys who make it through, man, if you don't have that ability for your sense of humor yeah. to to develop and go dark and 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 progress down that line, and if you can't think it's funny enough when you're getting your nuts stepped on out there. You quit. You go away. It's it's that. I, well, I'll never forget, man. My Wednesday night hell week. There we are. It was thirty foot biggest surf in ten years. We're doing thirty foot. It was hundred and thirty foot. <laughs> well, I, 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 hey, we're bringing hey, Laird. You almost out of twenty. We're, out of twenty, man. You can start. To, we're, we're bringing we're bringing Laird Hamilton on, and I'll prove it. It was an El Nino <laughs> year. I'll bring out the surf report. Are you a Nino year? Yes. Oh, well, okay. You're yeah. all right. You are totally so. Yeah. So we did surf passage for like five hours as yard sale. We had like 10 people quit during surf passage on, on, it was epic. epic. And so we're going back. We get, we do the little bonfire thing. They drive us all crazy on that. And then they, someone says something, we get surf tortured in that surf zone and freeze and all that. Well, I remember this one instructor came out, started hammering us. And our, one of our class officers who went on to become the, this one of the CEOs over at Damnick. Screams out, and it was just after Braveheart came out, screams out, freedom! <laughs> and so what they do? They beat the snot out of us for another hour straight, right? Like, hammered us, and we all loved it. Of course. So is it, I got a question for you. Is it important to allow others to feel your passion, your pain, and your fear in order to help you through it? Or to you to pull them through it, which I mean, what is it that's so important about that relationship, David? Well, I think it's, I think everything you said is very important because uh, um, I went through all my hell weeks. It was uh, I was always you know the the uh, boat crew leader. I was I was always in charge of like you know I had Chris Cowan in, in my boat crew and a lot of good good guys really in my boat crew and and I found out to be a good leader that you have to let them know that you are scared. I trust you, man. Like like Marcus was saying, man, I did not come from jack crap, which is why I get so mad and passionate to two people when they talk about, well, you were just, no, I wasn't jack. I had no dad. I got beat the hell up by my dad. My mom wasn't around. We had no money. We had nothing. So, so you have to, I, I, I realize how to motivate people. You, you, you got to tell them how scared you are of different things, that like you are afraid and how you are overcoming these things and 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 use fear as a motivator use humor as a motivator use uh use anger as a motivator you know so all those things you said are are are, are very, very important on on this journey of trying to find yourself and find out what's you know just what's important i, I love how you uh, now it, it is a journey david and i and i gotta tell you man I, i've 
you know, I've, I, I lead a blessed life and, and for, you know, being on, a, you know, a speaking and doing what I do as a coach for 10 years, man, out of the teams. Now I've met some amazing human beings, but you are definitely at, at the top of that heap is in the journey in the space you're on. And we touched a little bit about this last interview, but as you move forward and, in, in, in it, what are the next goals, the next true hurdles that are out in front of you. So the, you know, these ideas, these concepts that you speak with such vigor with, how are they going to continue to grow? How are they going to continue to flourish? And how are you going to utilize them to maximize your thresholds in your forties, your fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, or you'll probably live to like 190. So how are you going to do that? Well, basically, um, what I was blessed with was I wasn't blessed with a lot of talent. And I'm and I'm glad. What I was blessed with with the ability to endure and I have developed that. And that's what I want to teach people. So so moving forward, my journey was I was blessed to go through hell. And see how I talked and said I said that most people had the woe with me, my life was hard. I was blessed to go through hell. And what I want to do is I wanna share my message with people that all you need is a fucking breath of air to be great. You don't need great parents. You don't need a great IQ. You don't need anything. All you need is a breath of air. As long as you are breathing, that's all you need. So if so, for your survival kit to be great, all I'm giving you is all you need is a breath of air. And I want people to know that. And how my story, I wanted to, my story relates to um, a, a, a black kid, a white kid, a fat kid, a dumb kid. A kid who got beat up, a kid who got bullied, a kid who has a single home, a kid who stepped got murdered. It relates to almost everybody. I had tons of health issues that I had to overcome and come back from. I'm telling people, you can't give me one damn single excuse why you're not great. Because why? I can give you the same damn excuses, but I found something in me, and I found greatness in me. So I think now my journey is about trying to prove to people that, look, Everything you say is a bunch of crap. You're giving yourself a bunch of excuses on why you're not great. I want to try to give you excuses on why you can be great and what it takes. So that's my thing now. I'm 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 trying to set up a a company of of, of just trying to go around and spread the word that hey, it doesn't take nothing but a breath of air. Hit it. all it takes, and breath. you can be great off of that. A breath yeah, of air. A lot of people th- exactly. A breath of air. Right. Don't confuse wanting to be great and then being great. Why you're trying to get there? It's you should confuse those two, right? You can't. The absolute essential what you need is just you know to believe that with a breath of air you can accomplish anything. I you know I wh- where can people go to watch you spread this message to become a part of it? You know where where tell us what your website is. Tell us you know how to get in touch with you about speaking. Just give us a little details to, so everybody out there can start finding you and, and, and learning how to take that real breath. Well, I'm on social media right now. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And my all my stuff is just davidgoggins.com pretty much. And I have a um, a website coming up, davidgoggins.com. And on that, you can just look and you can see how to book me for speaking. And you can follow me on social media, just davidgoggins.com or just, just, just David Goggins. I don't know dot com. Just David Goggins. <laughs> At it's David. Facebook, yeah. Twitter, X. There's only I, one. I just got on this. 
social media crap like a month ago, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know about dot com or nothing else. This David Goggins Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you're blowing it up. I love following yeah. you. I love seeing your messages, man. And uh, I just got to tell you, what an incredible privilege again, and an honor for you to come back on. I, I can't wait for for number three. I'll just bring him on like the Goggins Hour for the holiday. You know, the Goggins uh, Hour. The Goggins <laughs> Hour during a holiday session. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. We love you. Yeah. God bless you, man. Bye. Take it easy, man. Bye. I, I don't even know what to say, bro. I mean, when you listen to that cat talk. Not only, I mean, I, I wanted to just start punching things. I wanted to, I wanted to evaluate how much of a wuss I'm turning into. I jump wanted out, to jump j- out the window. I was gonna jump out the window over here. <laughs> I was gonna beat myself. I was gonna start dropping down and doing as many push-ups as I could while he's talking, dude. That's the intensity. I mean, that was a. I've never. I mean, he was. You think the audience? Do you think the listeners felt the intensity? Hell, they had us bring him back on. <laughs> Good point. Good, I, mean, I, I did exactly good what point. I was supposed to do. The, uh, the boss said, "Don't just don't don't talk. <laughs> let him go." Let, 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 what do you think about what he got into on this one, though? He where, where he combined now the fear component of sure. pain and and what that does. I mean, imagine over the years and everything he's been through and everything he's going towards that what drives him. There's so many layers uh, in that. Yeah, that we literally have him on here multiple times just to cut through each piece of it. Well, and that's what I saw this time. You're right. I saw this deeper layer of where he's going. And now it's kind of interesting, too, because he's moving into this greater role of... of you can of, tell he's getting more comfortable explaining it, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Back I, in the day, he just wouldn't want you hard. <laughs> and that's it. And now he knows with his next role as a motivator, an influencer, a trainer, a coach, and all the, where he's sure. going. Very that's, beneficial he's to anybody got, who listens to it. Dude, when you sat back and and, and I mean, it's, and you did the same thing this one, uh, it, it's when I do the same thing. I, I, you know how I know when my mouth is open. When I when I'm sitting over here like this, you sit back. I see myself in the computer screen here, and my mouth is open, and I'm like, I'm in awe of of what I'm hearing because you know how difficult it is to to take the intensity. Well, obviously, you know the intensity of who you are, what you are, your profession, what you're able to do. And then translate that into a clear message so other people can try and put it into practice. Sure. Beneficial on that end. And think of the people who, who are already out there doing it, hearing something like that. Right? I mean, there is, there's those of us out there who have pushed it every single day of our life, thinking that we're hard and we've, we've maxed out. But we That's haven't. That's not the case. It's not I mean, even close. Yeah. I mean, but look we, at Cameron Haynes. Look at uh, D- Dean Carnassus. Oh, I know. Look at, Unbelievable. Uh, Diana Nyad at, at 58 years keep old. Keep going. Tim, Timmy, Tim, Kennedy, yep. man, you know, just no stop and no slowing down in them. That's great. So, listen, that was, you know, that's just by far, I love having that man on. I, I know David Goggins' part Trey is going to be amazing, too, as well. Um, and and I so I hope, as a listener, that you really, you didn't get, that David's intensity, it shook you. That's what I really am praying, that you got shaken today. That you felt bad, that you looking are looking at your life and you're putting yourself in check, because that's what you need to do. Because once you do that and you gain some truth, your perspective on where you want to go, what purpose you want to have, you have to recognize the only way you get it is with 
a high degree of sacrifice and pain and dealing with your fear. That's the only way you're going to get there. All right. Before we wrap the show, what we want to do and we typically do is we real, I want to read a, a, a post, a, a submission, a never quit submission from our website. And uh, just listen to this one because this one's a good one. All right. This is from Greg Lucas. My name is Greg Lucas Jr. And I'm a peace officer in Texas. I've been one for over 16 years now. I'm married to the love of my life and have three beautiful kids. In 2006, I had a major heart attack at the age of 31 and had a stint put in. Things went okay until 2013 when I had another heart attack at the the gym with my son. It was minor. My medications were adjusted and I got on with it. We moved to the hill country in late 2013 and at my new agency, I was promoted to investigator in August of 2014. My oldest son and I had been working out together regularly and after a while, I just couldn't breathe and had zero energy. A visit to the cardiologist on Thursday in September revealed by the following Tuesday that I I had to have bypass surgery. I ended up having a quadruple bypass and was at home within a week. I couldn't do a lot of things. I went back to work after five weeks and was back in the gym in seven weeks. Started off slow and built myself back up. In March of 2016, I took my family to New Orleans for vacation. The second day we were there, I had a fatal heart attack. I don't remember a thing, but apparently I collapsed face down on Bourbon Street right in front of my wife and kids. By the grace of God, a nurse on vacation raced over. And after hearing that I'd had heart issues in the past, started chest compressions and ultimately saved my life. I had no heartbeat or respiration for around six minutes. New Orleans EMS jumpstart me. And after all was said and done, I I now have six stents and a defibrillator pacemaker. While I was recovering from the bypass surgery in 2014, my wife bought me a DVD, Lone Survivor, to watch. I watched it and found that I saw a hero and inspiration in all the guys that were on that mission. For me, the man who spoke most to me is Matt Axelson, a man who, when facing death, thinks of his wife, the love of his life, as well as his brothers and the fight that has to be fought. Is truly He is truly my hero. The thought of leaving my wife alone made me very angry and inspired to push on. Then I, re- I then read the book by Marcus Luttrell. It was the never quit attitude I read in all the men on that mission and thought, if not me, who? If not now, when? That has kept me going. My love for my wife and children has kept me pushing myself. These days, it's hard to find positivity when you work in law enforcement. But I'll keep looking for the inspiration and motivation wherever I can. Thanks, T&Q. Keep motivating and stay fired up. Wow. Good one. Thank you. Yeah. Greg, thank you for sending that in. Pass that to the Axon family. I would. I would for sure. This is, an, this is a powerful submission. And this is what we want everybody to realize, that we all have stories. We all have things to overcome. Greg was over to overcome a, a, a challenged life with his heart, which even caused him death. But, but by the grace of God came back and he still doesn't quit. So hopefully, as you've enjoyed this show today and you keep coming back, 
please go and tell your friends that this is a place where you can find motivation. This is a place where we're here. Marcus and my mission and all the guests that come on, it is our mission to expose you, to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you that you too have the never quit mindset and that great stories ignite legends. I just want to thank Marcus for doing this show with me. I want to thank David Goggins. I want to thank all of those listeners out there who are helping us make this show the success it is. I want to thank my kids and my family because without you, most likely, a lot of times, I would would have wanted to give up. So thank you and thank the Lord. That was a good story. And thanks for everybody, all the listeners, ladies and gentlemen, for, for bringing us back. Thanks to the good Lord above. Obviously, the wife. Love you, honey. And to all my, all my friends, keep me getting up every day and pushing around. I, uh, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff, man. And Goggins, buddy, good Lord, it's been a blessing knowing you. And uh, yeah, being friends with that dude make you live a long time. <laughs> he ain't killed me yet. <laughs> so, love you, brother. I'm out. I'm out.